0: So, I mean, have you made a philosophical change?
1: Uh, no, I didn't like the prices, and uh, I've seldom added more. I think the most I've ever added is two guys typically try to add one, maybe two. A uh, number of years where I did nothing um, in other markets. Uh, I didn't like the price tag on some of these guys, and I didn't like the term.
0: Uh, okay, so when you when you talk about adding one or maybe two, does Jay McClement fit as an ad? Yes. With due respect? Okay. Yeah. Tell me what he brings to the team
1: Third line center, a uh, guy that can play the last minute of every period, good on the penalty kill, good on face offs, good defensively, and a two way player.
0: is your primary need i mean do you have you established your primary need?
1: Uh, I think the experts would say our primary need is a net, and again that's something we have not been able to address. At a price that makes sense.
0: I want to get to that. But you said the experts would say that. W- would you,
1: though, Brian? I would say that we have a positional need at center. Yes. Uh, in terms of size, uh, or we need in- increased production from the guys we have. Like if Timmy Conley can come back and have a better year. Yep. Um, but it's a small group, and so we're looking there. We're looking at net if we can upgrade at a reasonable price, and that hasn't materialized yet. I don't need a goaltender until we start playing. Uh, a
0: goaltender uh, down in New Jersey resigned yesterday. I guess it was. Um, were you? Did you sniff around there?
1: Uh, it, it's tampering for us to talk about a player who's under contract elsewhere. I think it's safe to say, though, that there was considerable interest in this player. I, I felt all along he was going back, and that's what I said two days ago. So,
0: were you but, puzzled? Were you puzzled when he hired an agent, as I was last week? I, I, I thought that signaled at least his intent. pursue other options
1: well I haven't talked to Lou about it the story that you know that surfaced around it was that ownership issues were involved in some way and that that was holding it up and holding up a deal with New Jersey and that that's why he hired an agent Um, he's known Pat Person for a long time I wasn't particularly surprised by that I wasn't fooled by that I still thought he was gonna end up in New Jersey you did huh
2: Brian Uh on the goaltending front, the, the premises, the expectation is that you'd go out and get a, an established veteran to, to be your starter. Um, in lieu of that, is 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 plan B to get an established veteran who can be a reliable backup and then hope – I mean, you've added young depth at that position and hope one of those guys can seize it?
1: Well, I think the first choice would be – and, again, it's not new. It's not something that we didn't look hard at at the deadline as far as adding a guy – At a sensible price to do the former, you know, bring in a veteran who can play and let the young guys come along at their own pace rather than a baptism of fire and something we tried hard at the deadline to do that. We weren't able to do it and you can get a goalie. I mean, we could get it. We could have met the price on a certain goalie that's out there already and people would say, what were they thinking? So to me, I'm not going to strip mine. We have carefully built up depth at every position in the organization. I'm not strip on that just to fill one hole.
0: Well, and you can't be specific, so let's be general. Um, one of the goaltenders that might be available, um, we've had conversations off the air about that goaltender. Uh, I wasn't so sure that you were sold on, on that guy. I wasn't so sure you were sold on the possibilities of, of making that acquisition.
1: Well, there's there are issues with all the goaltenders that would be available are available for a reason. Some of them it might be the contract might be the issue. Some of it might be their ability. You know, maybe they've you know fared well in a real strong defensive system yeah. that hides some of their their weaknesses. Um, but that's as specific as I'll be.
0: And I understand, and I think fans have to understand that you know it's it's essentially tampering to uh, talk about players that are that are under
1: contract. It's uh, not essentially tampering; it is
0: tampering. It is tampering. So, um, and again, without without being specific, so that you can comment. Let's say there's another organization that has a uh, a proven goaltender, and their backup is a young goaltender, and they might be willing to move that young goaltender, but that goaltender is principally unproven. Lot highly thought of, but principally unproven. Does that make any sense for you, or do, are you reluctant to do that given that you have a whole bunch of young guys that are, for the most part, unproven already?
1: Yeah, we're not looking at that avenue. The couple goalies that moved are just what you said—young, unproven guys. That's not an avenue that we've that we're interested in. It's it certainly we've kicked the tires, looked at all the prices, uh, but that's not an avenue we're looking at.
0: So how do you feel about the chances of going to camp in uh, a couple of months with the roster that exists right now? Is, is that a real possibility, or are you confident something else is going to happen here?
1: No, I, I'm, I'm not, uh, I would say that's not a real possibility at all. It's very remote. Um, we need to do some more work. This is not, you know, the end of the season, you know, we had the draft. We're really happy with the way that went. We acquired James Van Riemsdyk, really happy with that acquisition, but we're not done. July 1st, to me, I've said this before, it sounds like a familiar refrain and a rant, but our group, and I include myself, I've made numerous mistakes on July 1st, too. So this isn't a rocket, everybody. It's not a rocket. All the other GMs, it's a rocket group. We make more mistakes on July 1st than we make the whole rest of the year put together. And the money that was handed out and the term that was handed out just didn't make any sense to me at all. And so we stayed on the sidelines other than Jay clement which we were happy to, to add him uh last year tim Conley again most of those guys got four-year deals tim got a two-year deal so to me um we've insisted on our price being met but i think he's a valuable addition but some of the other things you know i'm just shaking my head and people say "Well, it's just because you lost out we've got cap space we have money to spend it's not a case of losing out it's a case of saying i don't think there's value there
0: but you've also been quoted as saying that the, the, the stupid deals are, and the ones that you will not get caught in are the ones that have extraordinary term.
1: Extraordinary term with, with, you know, it's very important that people understand this, Bob. I'm glad you asked that question. I don't object to long-term. I won't do 10-year deals. I think they put all the risk of injury on the team. Sure. I think they totally disincentivize the player. I think they're insane. So that's my objection to 10-year deals. But that players or teams that want to do it, that's fine. My objection is to the deals where the last three or four years or two or three years are at artificially low numbers to drive the cap head down. Mm -hmm. That's my beef. And in my mind, I've said this publicly, I testified for the National Hockey League at the Colbertuk arbitration. Um, In my mind, that's where we draw the line as an organization, that we're not going to do a deal that artificially lowers the cap hit by tacking on years where it's expected the player is not going to play. So that's my objection to those. So let's say I want to sign Bob McCown, and me and the agent agree, well, six years at six million is fair. The agent says, let's do this. Let's do five million to sign, and then let's do, we'll rig it, or six million to sign to make the math easy. So instead of six years at six, it's six million to sign, and six years at a salary of five million dollars a year. Mm Cap hit six million a year. The agent says, Well we can make it cap friendly if we tack on three years at the end at two point five, two point five, two point five and you can buy those years out or the player he's not gonna ride the bus for two point five after he's banked thirty six million dollars. Yeah. And that drives the cap hit down and that's what we won't do here. I've never done one. I'm not starting now. I expect all these issues will be addressed in the new collective bargaining And that
0: was my next question, the obvious next question. Do you have any level of confidence, because, I mean, you're inside the room, I mean, that this will be a priority item
1: when... I believe it will. You will. I I believe that from the get-go. And that's, I'm not going to, you know, the last summer before we go into that bargaining phase, you know, it's up to the league what the new agreement looks like, but that last summer, I'm not going to change the rules.
2: Brian, on, on that theme... You've always talked about these terms on points of principle, but do you think tactically you're in? It's going to somehow benefit you down the road because you're not committed to these these extraordinary terms. You don't have bad contracts, so to speak, on the book.
1: Well, I think I think there's a mentality uh, when you're running a team. There's a mentality sometimes to say that that's going to be someone else's problem. You know, if we do a seven-year deal and the sixth year it's a bad contract, that's probably someone else's problem. You know, the general manager's tenure. Generally doesn't match those contracts, so it's probably someone else's issue. Um, I think there's a possibility if you, you know, that if you look at it. First off, if it's a ten-year deal and a player gets injured, you can cover some of your players with long-term insurance. My fear is that if a couple of those claims get paid on a guy with ten years left, we're not going to be able to get any insurance. You know, at some point, insurance companies don't make money, don't make money and don't turn profits by paying claims time and time again first time they pay a claim like that they're probably going to say hey the premiums are going to double or triple or we're not going to do that business at all so that's one issue so even if you can insure the guy that doesn't mean that it's healthy for the industry long term to have those guys insured. There are exclusions in a lot of those policies so they say well we'll we'll insure Bob McCown but we're excluding his right knee because he had surgery on it two years ago and we're excluding his left shoulder because he's got a history of shoulder issues so now you got to pray if the guy gets hurt, it's the other shoulder or the other knee. So that, that's my objection to them. And then, like I say, if they're designed to circumvent the salary cap, salary cap is a system that was designed to build in competitive balance and parity. I don't want to be part of cheating that.
2: How much different is this team going to look with Randy Carlisle coaching? And is that, how much is that going to come because of personnel changes yet to, we've yet to see or just him himself having that training camp?
1: Well, I think, you know, like again, the the whole situation with the coach, no one was complaining about our coach on February 6th when things were going well and everything was going our way. We were in the playoff spot. Everyone was happy. Uh, we made a coaching change. Now, the philosophy and the style of play um, are different. Randy emphasizes puck pursuit, aggressive forward checking, and more layering in the defensive zone. Less run and gun, perhaps, but not a trap, not a, not a defensive system. And he likes a more physical game. So that's you know one thing we need to do is, is get bigger. James Van Riemsdijk, Van Riemsdijk makes us bigger, but he's not, uh, not a physical guy. He's not a black and blue guy. He's just a big guy with skill. Uh, so the group gets bigger, but we need to get some sandpaper in there as well.
0: I'll go 60 seconds. Obviously, you can't be specific, but uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask. Is there a goaltender, a front-line, first-line center out there, or a couple of them that you have a shot at?
1: We believe we can we can upgrade at those positions, yes. To answer your question, the answer is yes.
0: And... Uh, is it possible even to be in substantive conversations with almost anybody right now, Did, or do we have to get through this free agent thing over the next few days a week?
1: No, I, I, it's funny. I had to get off a call. Another GM called me right before you really, huh? And I was looking at the clock.
0: But is that unusual with
1: that team? But no, there's lots of chatter going on.
0: Really, huh? I, I mean, yeah. is that unusual, or is, uh, is is does that is that often happen at this time of year?
1: No, a bunch of teams that locked up money on July 1st yeah. are, are anxiously calling teams that didn't.
0: Interesting. So you're in a, in a somewhat unique situation, perhaps.
1: So we'll see. We'll see I'll, I'll, I'll thumb my chest a little bit if I can make some deals. Right now, it's been kind of a drought.